Welcome to Jody's Silver Linings. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and I'm here to discuss inspiration, marketing, and self-improvement from my geeky voice actor's perspective. Why silver linings? Well, there's plenty of bad in the world, but I prefer to focus on the good. So today's good has everything to do with LinkedIn. If you're trying to market your business and you're trying to reach businesses, LinkedIn is really the premier place to do it. And my guest today is Tracy Lindley. Tracy is a full-time freelance voice actor who leverages her free LinkedIn account to meet new clients across the globe. She balances her time between teaching LinkedIn marketing and recording her voice for brands like Taco Bell, Amazon, Realtor.com, Microsoft, and Whole Foods. Check out her on-demand e-course at thelinkedinedge.com. Thanks for joining me today, Tracy. I know you're really busy, so I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, it's the pleasure is all mine, Jody. I'm honored to be here. Well, let's get right into the first question. And the first question is kind of how did you get started in all this? You, you decided to be an entrepreneur at some point. So what got you there? Well, I have to say back in the beginning, my dad is an entrepreneur. Um, he sold firearms and knives back in the day wow. when it was not so regulated. But <laughs> I've um I've been helping my dad since I was a kid. Like I was mm -hmm. carrying rifles and stuff. I mean, that's how we do it here in Missouri. It's <laughs> it's totally acceptable. Uh -huh. But um you know, restrictions are a little bit more challenging now and he got out of that business. Um but he's a serial entrepreneur and mm -hmm. um maybe there's other people listening who grew up that way too. So I loved having my dad around. Um, he had a flexible schedule, and I loved that. Um, mm -hmm. My own husband has never been an entrepreneur, but I always grew up that way. And actually, both of my siblings are entrepreneurs, too. Great. It was modeled for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So flexibility, plus I have a problem with authority. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um, I needed to be my own boss. I'm a middle kid and sort uh -huh. of a rebel. Okay. So this just fit my personality and I have a natural drive. I think that's really important, too. You have to be imaginative and creative and want to break the rules and color outside the lines. Mm -hmm. So those are great qualities for an entrepreneur. Oh, definitely. Um, and I never used to think I was that organized, but I quickly became organized and more detailed <laughs> than I ever thought I would be. You do what you have to, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not as techie as you, but I learned what I had to learn. And I've always been um, an avid reader. And I mm -hmm. think you can learn anything you want to if if you just read about it. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read Ben Carson's autobiography called Gifted Hands, but that was a theme in his book as well. Mm -hmm. um, he grew up in um, the poor neighborhoods in Chicago, was raised by a single mother, and the one thing she stressed to her kids was reading, the power of literacy. Mm -hmm. And that has actually played into my own background or my own evolution as a voice actor because I've always been an avid reader mm -hmm. and I used to read out loud to kids. I used to do a lot of babysitting. Were you a babysitter, Jody? Uh, yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Hey, we all got to make some cash. We all got to do that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you were like, I would like, I would bake cookies and sell them door to door. I would... I couldn't mow lawns because I have no idea how to operate a lawn. <laughs> I did regal greetings and gifts. Did you ever hear of them? No. What's that? It was a catalog. <laughs> it would they would sell like uh, little um, uh, wrapping paper and and uh, you know little okay. knickknacks and such that you could buy from a catalog. And I went door to door when I was eleven. <laughs> 
See, I still you have to do that. It's do called that. School, fund, school fundraisers. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't oh, do terrible. that now, though. Oh, my goodness. No, I still do. With <laughs> I help my kids do it. Well, yeah, but like with you there, right? Like I, I went door to door by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. You used to be able to do that. Yeah. It's too risky now. Yeah. In fact, it actually says on the fundraiser packet, do not go door to door by yourself. It yeah. says that. Wow. But anyway, yeah. back to my story. Um <laughs> I read out loud to kids a lot and I babysat mm-hmm. and I would love I love holding a child on my lap and reading to them mm-hmm. because they are so into the story and I found that the more expression and the more inflection I gave it the more interested the child was mm-hmm. and I never knew what voiceover was um it wasn't a term I had ever heard before but I was a communication major in college and I thought for a hot minute that I wanted to be um maybe like an ad exec mm-hmm. so I got an internship at our local cable company and started learning about that industry quickly found out I'm not that into sales <laughs> not my thing yeah um and it was a very competitive industry so I was like no this is not for me but along the way the producer in you know in a way discovered me cuz he handed me a piece of paper with a 30 second commercial on it was like, hey, you've got a nice voice. Can you read this for us? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I pop into the booth, give them three takes, don't stumble over my words. And I took my money and didn't have to sell plasma to get through college that day. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. So that's kind of how I discovered voiceover, but I didn't know it was called voiceover. You know, fast forward several years and three babies later, mm-hmm. and I'm still heading into studios here and there to help this producer out. And he says to me, well, eventually got to the point where I was like, hey, this isn't really worth it for me anymore. Um, And then he said to me the magical words, did you know that people do this from home? Mm -hmm. And that was all I needed. So (laughs) I quickly go home and Google voiceover and like start learning about all this because he kind of briefly told me, you know, a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, I learned as much as I could from the Internet and started listening to podcasts, started um, watching YouTube videos like we all do these days when we want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I learned a ton. And I really spent about six months just diving into learning before I ever did anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really beneficial. And you, Jody, were one of the first people that I ever met in the voiceover industry. <laughs> You had a major impact on my life, honestly, and I've told you this before. But um, <laughs> I'm glad I listen, could help. <laughs> I know, I am too. One of the best pieces of advice. You give me so many good pieces of advice, but you talk a lot about rates and negotiation and knowing your worth, mm-hmm. and all of those lessons stuck with me and have really benefited me in my business now. Um, but we met on LinkedIn. Because I looked over at, you know, I kind of looked at the different social media platforms. And when you're first starting, you got to kind of establish yourself. And Mm -hmm. LinkedIn looked like the best place to do it because I knew it was dedicated to professionals. It wasn't just for fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is fun. I think it's fun. But it's for business. Yeah, but people don't post about their latest meal. I know. know? (laughs) Please, please don't do it. Yes. If people do that on LinkedIn, that's that's definitely a faux pas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, and I also I think we met in one of the voiceover groups. So there's there's really cool groups to join too, and that is one of the best places that I 
I began my journey was mm -hmm. a LinkedIn group. Sure. There are a lot of them <laughs> on Facebook, too. Yes, there are. One could say <laughs> way too many. <laughs> yeah. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> sure. And, and, and that's the thing is there's so much noise. And that's why I ended up choosing LinkedIn as my preferred social media outlet, because mm -hmm. um, it seemed like there was less uh, busy work, biz, you know, noise and just stuff that was irrelevant to my business. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to focus on business related relationships and information. Yeah. So that's why LinkedIn was was way more beneficial to me than some of the other social media platforms. I do still associate a lot in the Facebook groups, and I still learn things there, too. Mm -hmm. um, but this one seemed to have sort of a filter. It was it was less blah, blah, blah and more value. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely something I was into. And I started seeing results, too. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as I grew in my business, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, um, like, what are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make on LinkedIn? I mean, you know, besides trying to post about their latest, you know, meal or whatever. <laughs> well, one of the biggest um, attitudes that I hear from people is LinkedIn is boring. And hmm. first of all, it doesn't have to be. I always kind of joke about. Totally not. Yeah. It, I always joke about <laughs> it's like LinkedIn's not the stuffed shirt you think it is. Um <laughs> I think maybe it used to be that way. Um, and that goes along with another tip that I will give is don't write LinkedIn like it's a resume. Mm -hmm. Always think of it as a relationship. Everything on LinkedIn is still a business relationship. So I would talk to someone in the first person using, you know, I, me type of pronouns. Mm -hmm. um, I would not say... Uh, Tracy Lindley does this and she blah, blah, blah. Like the, <laughs> I would not write in the third person. So that's another mistake I see people doing mm -hmm. is it's basically a copy and pasted resume. And I know they did that. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You definitely want to list your skills and talk about what value you bring to the table. But you have to word it in a different way than you would on a resume. Sure. Also, I see people having more than one profile. They want to use one for maybe their, let's just say they're getting started in a certain freelance industry or mm -hmm. um, they've, they've started a business. They want to have separate profiles. Well, you can't do that. LinkedIn is just like Facebook or any other platform where you're really supposed to have one personal profile because you're a single person. Mm -hmm. But you can have more, you can have as many business pages as you want to do, but Trying to pass yourself off as two different people is not only double the work and duplicitous, but it's just it's you're going to get found out. It's very easy to yeah. put somebody's name in and two profiles pop up and that looks silly. So are there any um, useful developments that you've seen on LinkedIn lately that you think people would really benefit from knowing about? Um, I just think it's important to keep watching LinkedIn. They change things a lot. One of their most recent changes was they used to call um, this section where you talk about yourself, they used to call that summary, mm -hmm. the summary section, and now it's called about um, because that probably mirrors some of the other um, social media platforms. And they just wanted to make it easier for people to understand how to use it. Sure. So I can understand, but it was really annoying because I had to, you know, change a lot of things in how I was teaching people because it always referred to it as the summary. Mm -hmm. um, but that's okay. I can roll with it. Um, <laughs> one of the things that continues to develop is video. And honestly, Jody, I love being behind the camera. So mm -hmm. I haven't utilized the video on LinkedIn like I should. I'm totally um, with you there. Between you and me. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of petrified to do that, especially live videos. They just mm -hmm. scare me to death. I hate them. One of these days, I'm going to jump that hurdle, but I haven't done it yet. 
There are some people who are really good at it. I, I've seen several video feeds through LinkedIn now. Actually, that's one of the things that I've noticed, too. They have a lot more. If you go to, like, your homepage, you can see a lot more stuff happening, people posting, uh, making posts or posting articles or, you know, commenting on other things. And it used to be fairly quiet that way. Yeah. And there's there's definitely a lot more video content, just random you know, from your cell phone or whatever, or live feeds. Um, Another cool thing that people are using is that just like if you are an iPhone user and you can send someone an audio text, Mm -hmm. so you can record your voice and send it as a text. Yes. You can do that in the messages as well on LinkedIn, which is kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll see a little microphone button if you go over the messages. So LinkedIn's trying to incorporate, you know, a more human side and, you know, more video, more audio, because that's how people are consuming Mm -hmm. information a lot more than just reading it. Yeah, definitely. In in this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a question for you about the LinkedIn edge. Like, are you suggesting uh, that people who are in creative industries would really benefit from taking a course like that? What's in the course? So I let me back up just a hair and talk about how this even came about, because Mm -hmm. I never set out to be a course creator by any means. But (laughs) back in 2016, you and I attended the same voiceover conference and it's a peer led conference. So if you're attending, you can be a speaker. So I thought about it and thought, okay, I've got to overcome my fears. I know I've got some good information here to share. So I put my name on the paper and people voted for my session and boom, I was in. And I had to speak in a room and it was it was packed to the gills. And when I saw the number of people that were interested in learning about LinkedIn for marketing purposes, mm-hmm. um, I was really encouraged by that. And I was like, okay, this is something people want. And so I started speaking about LinkedIn marketing to this group And the information that was so normal to me was, I'm not going to say revolutionary, but it was (laughs) definitely eye-opening for other people. They were like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. And it just sort of, people were changing their perspective of, it's not just another social media platform, it's actually a marketing tool that works. Sure. And one of the very first experiences that I had successfully using LinkedIn was when I messaged a man that was a a video producer and I just kind of, you know, we'd connected and I can't remember who connected with who. Maybe I probably sought him out at that point. Um, I was sort of developing my three-step method that I use now and I teach. But um, I had messaged him and I said, hey, you know, I just introduced myself, kind of gave a little bit about what I did and talked about his work because I checked out his demo reel mm-hmm. and just tried to strike up a conversation. Well, he actually messaged me back and said, hey, I have a project coming up. I'd love for you to um, audition for it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And he wanted to know rates. So he was genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. And we ended up working together. And he even copied and pasted the script right there in LinkedIn messaging. Oh, cool. It was really cool. And at that moment, I realized that this could be a powerful tool. Another thing that I teach people is, if you think about it for just a second, LinkedIn messaging doesn't have a spam folder. One of the hardest things about cold emailing someone is wondering whether your email will ever reach them because it just very well could go to their spam filter. That's very true, yeah. So if you use LinkedIn messaging, you know that it's going to reach them. Maybe they're not that active. Maybe they don't have their email notifications set up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But eventually, when they log into LinkedIn, 
they're going to see that little number in their messages inbox. They're going to be curious. <laughs> yep. They're going to click it. Mm-hmm. They're going to see your message. Very true. So sometimes it's a waiting game, and that's okay mm-hmm. uh, because relationships take time to build. That is very true. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have some really great information to share in this course. So is there uh, anything else that you'd like to mention before we sign off here? Or uh, are you where whereabouts? You said the course is at the LinkedIn Edge, right? Right. You go to the LinkedIn and you can see you if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see what's in the course exactly. But mm-hmm. it has seven modules and approximately two hours of wall to wall content. Plus, wow, that's a lot. I try and I don't <laughs> like to waste people's time. Mm-hmm. I like your podcast. It's nice and short. And it's <laughs> I want to try to add as much value as I can in a short amount of time. Sure. So. I take the modules and I break them up into short lessons and tell you what you're going to learn. And then um, I have a little raw, raw introduction video that people can watch or skip. It doesn't matter. I like the emotional, like, please rev me up. I'm not that excited about marketing today. So I try to (laughs) have a fun video at the beginning Mm -hmm. of each module. And then um, I have kind of some slides that I have recorded that talk about certain things. Or um, I also do a mix of screen sharing, like Mm -hmm. showing you and demonstrating things on the screen. So Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm trying to appeal to different learning styles. I also have um, some of the lessons that have more of, you know, lists and things. I try to have that in downloadable PDFs. I tried to think of every way that someone might want to learn information because we all learn differently. Yeah. There's also just bonus tips on there that people might not have thought of. So I cover, you know, profiles, searching, messaging, good communication between how to be not spammy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also talk at the end. I have a printable kind of idea sheet of how people can continue engagement. And I have um, a little it's a it's a tiny upcharge for 62 ways that you can post on LinkedIn and and it's more value driven Mm -hmm. just kind of to spark somebody's idea. And I charge just a tiny bit extra for that because it's just above and beyond. I give so much value in the course itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and for your listeners, I do have a discount code if they are interested. Sure. If you go to, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like uh, discounts? I do. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a discount code. It is SAVE, S-A-V-E, and the numeral 5050. So it's SAVE50, and that's in all caps. And you put it into the cart, you know, when you're buying it at the end, hit enter or it won't put it in. Yeah. I've had people say, it didn't take my discount. And then I have to <laughs> send them money on PayPal. Mm-hmm. But that is how it works. And the course, it's 297 But I break it down for you, like what things would actually cost if you bought them separately. But mm-hmm. people can check that out for themselves. It's really made a huge impact in my business. In fact, I'd say about a third of all of my new business comes from using LinkedIn in the method that I show you. Yeah, actually, I've I've gained a lot of benefit from this as well, not the least of which is having my profile actually look really nice, <laughs> which is part of the course as well. <laughs> yes, that's very helpful. And I'll give away another free tip is to put your contact information everywhere, all over your profile, mm-hmm. because there are many people who are not familiar with how to use LinkedIn and how to navigate around. 
and they're not going to see the little tab that says contact information mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe they don't want to scroll to the bottom, whatever. So if you have your contact information listed all over the place, including as part of your background photo, mm-hmm. that is a great way to basically your call to action is contact me for work. You know, you want to do it in a non-spammy way, but the goal is to have them contact you and hire you for work. That's a great idea. So how would people hire you for voiceover? <laughs> Where would they find you? Well, I'm at Tracy at TracyLindley.com. And my first name is T-R-A-C-Y, and my last name is L-I-N-D-L-E-Y. So that gets a little confusing where the E's go and where they don't go. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ah, Google will figure it out. If you just yeah. put in Tracy Lindley voiceover, you'll find me. <laughs> well, that's great. I really appreciate your spending the time to talk with me today, Tracy. And congratulations on the course and your own voiceover success, because I know that's only getting better. <laughs> Well, you've been a big part of that, Jody, And I think that this community, you know, whatever industry you're in, it's important to find like-minded people that are going to support you and, and you can share ideas. I've never felt mm-hmm. that competitiveness or cattiness from anybody in the industry. And I really like that. I think that that has helped us all flourish and just do better. That I know it's trite, but I still like the rising tides lift all boats. <laughs> We can definitely help each other. It's very true, though. Yeah, it's very true. It is true. And so it is trite and it is oversaid, but I still like it because I think we can all lift each other up and help each other in our businesses. And I I appreciate you doing this podcast because I think, you know, it's here to help people in all different businesses as entrepreneurs to just continue to flourish and rise. Well, thanks. I really hope it helps people. And uh, thank you so much again. My pleasure. Well, that's the end of this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening and keep looking for those silver linings. Until next time.